Hey y'all, just a reminder that the ADHD productivity community is now open. That is a members only community where you are able to connect with people just like you. You're able to read articles, access resources as I release them. You're able to ask me questions, see live Q and A's once a month. It's a place that's dedicated to giving you help even if one-on-one -on -one coaching is not in the cards for you right now. So if that sounds like your kind of thing, go ahead and head on down to the description, click the link, sign up, and come see us. We'd love to have you. And with that, let's move on to the video. What's up, suckers? It's me. Welcome back to, I actually recorded this whole opening already, but I didn't have my mic on, so doing it again. The whole world has gone mad. I really wish that I could help out in some other way, but this is my small way of contributing. So I am just going to move on and we are going to pretend that the zombie apocalypse is not probably around the corner. By the way, I make a great addition to a team. I can't cook, I can't run, and I can't fight, but I have like really good ideas. And with that, let's move on to talking about how to move past executive dysfunction. Executive dysfunction is, uh, for those of you who either haven't heard the term or are never really quite sure what it means, it basically means that your brain fucking hates you and sometimes will make you work to get to work, so to speak. It basically is when an ADHD brain uh, is for some reason blocking itself and there and blocking you from getting something done. And usually you can turn to that ICNU that I mentioned in a few videos ago, but every once in a while that doesn't work either. You're just kind of frozen. And actually one of the popular terms for executive dysfunction is paralysis. It can be choice paralysis, task paralysis, analysis paralysis. <laughs> I feel like I made that up. Um, but there's a paralysis there that you are frozen, you are unable to move. And uh, I went through this myself and medication definitely helps, but when you're going through those times where the medication's just not doing what it's supposed to, you'll find that you're going to wind up going through executive dysfunction. So before I get into the different ways to get through it, I want to make something clear. There are going to be days where you're not gonna be able to beat it. I wish that I could tell you that you're always, always, always gonna be able to work through it, that you're always gonna get the shit done that you wanna get done, but it's not always gonna happen. And on those days, be kind to yourself. It's not like you're purposely doing it, I mean, I mean, I, I guess like on some level, you might be purposely doing it because it's something you don't want to do, but you would do it if you could. And saying that your ADHD is getting in the way of you finishing something is not making an excuse. So let's just get that out of the way. Your brain actually is different. Your brain actually does need different things to function and to work. So just allow that, just admit that and Try to get them the next day if you can, okay? All right, so let's move on to how to move through this. So we're gonna use an example. Uh, let's say that you have to 
uh, we'll use a work example, okay? So you have a bunch of projects that you have to work on, you have three of them, and you are struggling to get to those three projects because every time that you so much as even look at the three projects that you have to do, you wanna just turn off your computer and go lie down and like play on your phone or do something that doesn't involve your brain actually having to think through this shit, which totally get. So in this situation, you're going to have to take a few steps to get there. And if I may make a suggestion, I would actually suggest trying to do these things before the executive dysfunction locks in or starts or whatever term you want to use. By the way, I almost called it ED. <laughs> and then I realized that uh, that's probably not the best thing to call it. Um, even though I guess in a way it's kind of like your brain goes limp, right? And you need to kind of figure out a way to, you know what? We're not gonna go there. I'm just gonna move on. So the first thing that you're going to want to do to get out of this ED funk is you're going to want to make it visual. I've mentioned this before. I feel like I say it all the time and people they kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I don't care, but I mean it. We are visual creatures. We need to be able to see what it is that we are trying to work on. And sometimes people will say, well, I already have like an SOP. I already have it written down. I already have a to-do list. Okay, but if there is a specific task, like in this situation, you have three different projects that you were supposed to be working on and maybe you already have it laid out on a sheet how it's supposed to be done, great, but you need to break that down to digestible bites. So the only way that you are going to be able to do that is to make it visual, to write it down. Generally, I suggest doing it on like a whiteboard or in a special dedicated spot on your work computer, someplace that you are going to be able to see it in front of your face all the time because otherwise it's really easy to forget where you go next. It could also be a real pain in the ass to have to get up to go look for what the next step is. You want to have it directly in front of you, but you want to tackle whatever it is and you want to write it down in much smaller increments than what you already have. And what do I mean by this? So let's take our example of the three projects. I don't mean that I want you to write down, okay, I have project number one, and I have project number two, and I have project number three. Don't do that. Do not do that. Instead, take project number one. Break it down into every step that you can think of. I'm going to stop doing this because it looks like I'm in the middle of an earthquake. Then you're going to take project two. You're going to cut it down to the pieces that you can fathom that, that make up that project. Then you're going to take project three and you're going to do the same thing. Now you have all of your steps in one spot. Okay. And this is a little bit easier said than done, but try not to look at all of them at once. I've mentioned this before. Once you do that, you tend to get overwhelmed. Try to focus on project one, then project two, then project three and focus on them one at a time. So after you do that, the next step is prioritization. I feel like I'm going to have to do either a class or some sort of presentation overall on prioritization because it 
when it's prioritizing for ADHDers, it is just so much more involved. But for right now, what I'm going to suggest is that you go back and you first prioritize projects one, two, and three by importance or due date, whichever is going to give you a definite idea of when these things are going to be due and when you have to have them done by. Once you have that set, then you're going to go to the first project that you're gonna work on and you're gonna prioritize all of those steps and figure out which needs to get done first, second, third, and so forth. Then you're going to go to project two and do the same thing. And then you're gonna to go to project three and you're going to do the same thing. And just in case you're listening to this and you're like, okay, but like, I'm not talking projects. I'm just talking about the fact that I can't seem to fucking make myself sweep the floor. Same thing applies. You're still gonna take that sweeping the floor and as ridiculous as it sounds, because you're like, okay, but sweeping the floor has one step. It has sweeping the floor. Sweeping the floor. That's actually not true. Like, break it down to like, if you were explaining it to a toddler, okay? You have to go and get the broom. And then you have to get the dustpan. And then you have to sweep the kitchen and the living room. And, uh, you know, or if you live in a studio apartment, then your kitchen is your living room. Um, and then you have to sweep here and you have to sweep there and then you have to sweep up the dirt and then you have to put it in the trash can. You have steps to everything. Everything has steps. So whatever it is, you just wanna break all of it down to steps. And actually for something that simple, obviously it's a lot easier to prioritize because obviously you have to get the broom before you can sweep. Like there's no way that you're gonna get that mixed up. But you still wanna go ahead and you want to prioritize and make sure that everything is set in a visual order where you're able to see what things need to get done first, second, third, and so forth. And let me explain why this is so important. So sometimes the reason why you have this paralysis, right? The reason why you have this executive dysfunction going on, this, uh, this limp brain, whatever you wanna call it, the reason why you have it, okay, is because you are under the impression at that point that you have 18 billion things to do and you don't know which one to do first and you are overwhelmed and you are just buried under all the shit you have to do and there's no way for you to figure out exactly what order to do it in. You just know that you gotta get it all done. But I cannot tell you how many times I, I myself and, and other people that I've spoken to have sat down, done this and realized holy shit, I actually only have three things to do today. Or I only have two things to do today. Like, I actually don't have as much to do today as I thought. And some of this can be done later. I can actually very easily go ahead and say that instead of I have eight hours of work to do today, I actually only have three. And sometimes that weight that was weighing you down, that was making you sit you didn't even want to start, lifts. And the next thing you know, you're able to kind of move forward and take that first step. Notice I said sometimes. <laughs> so don't come to me being like, you lied. I'm, I'm not lying. Like it just, sometimes it works that way. And it has worked that way for me sometimes. Plus it also tends to lower your cortisol levels. Less stress does tend to equal a little bit more energy. There's a whole thing to it, but it generally can be the first soothing balm, if you will, on that wound. So do that. Now, 
If that doesn't work, okay, after you've broken it into steps, now it's time to make sure that you visually schedule, okay, visually schedule the steps. Again, <laughs> don't try to do this without writing it down. I know some people tend to be like, I can't stand writing it down. I hate to do this. I hate, okay, I understand. You don't have to do it in to-do list form. You can do it on a calendar. You can do it on, a, like I said, a whiteboard. Whiteboards are great. Um, I'm actually thinking that I'm going to do a video sometime in the future of like a great whiteboard command center setup for ADHD. So you don't necessarily have to do it in a to-do list form. Do it in whatever form speaks best to you, but do it visually. Make sure that you're writing down when you are going to do those steps. Now, something I wanna bring up. You know yourself best, okay? So if you are the kind of person who, if you write down that you're gonna do something at two o'clock, you are absolutely not gonna do it at two o'clock. Don't write down a hard time unless that is an absolute hard deadline that you cannot avoid. Um, instead, what you want to do is you would give it a range two to four, or even if that seems to upset you, then go ahead and just leave it on the calendar for today. When you're scheduling these things, what I want you to keep in mind is you are merely trying to put it in a workable order. You're not necessarily trying to time block unless that is something that works for you. If you are going to do that, I highly, highly suggest that you schedule everything else. And by everything, I mean schedule your, your meals, schedule when you're going to brush your teeth, take showers, schedule errands, schedule everything else, and then set alarms. And by alarms, I don't mean like gentle, sweet alarms that may or may not get your attention. I mean set annoying alarms that may very well interrupt you to the point where they're going to force you to remember to take breaks to eat, to do all of the other things that life entails. Because especially if you are in the middle of a hyper-focus moment, there's a good chance that you're going to forget all of the other things that help you to continue to have energy and that help you to continue to get the things done that you need to get done. And to make sure that you stay you know, on task, um, I know a lot of people don't like the Pomodoro method, but the Pomodoro Assistant Marinara, which is a Chrome extension, is actually pretty great because when you are done with your Pomodoro section, it actually turns off <laughs> whatever you're doing, like it interrupts you. So it's really kind of helpful to force you to get up and, and get shit done. So that is an option um, for when you get started and it's pretty good at keeping you on task. So. Let's say that you've gotten to this, in this hypothetical situation, you've gotten to this point where you're ready to start scheduling the steps of your uh, project. With projects, it's a little bit easier because you have a deadline to go off of. So, you know, you can schedule all the way out to the deadline if you want. But if you don't have to, 
Uh, try to keep it to within one to two days just because again, you don't want to get overwhelmed. And one of the things that sometimes comes with executive dysfunction or freezing up or paralysis or whatever you want to call it is missing tiny details because we tend to just kind of be like, I don't know, I'll just attack this one thing and I'm sure that I'll figure it out as we go. So instead of doing that, make sure that you are giving yourself a chance to notice that you have missed a step or missed a detail or missed something important so that you can get that squeezed in if you so need to. And what you're gonna do is you're literally gonna schedule everything into your day. You're gonna make sure that you have it so that you're gonna make time for a snack, for lunch, for all of your errands, and then you're going to start. You have now done all the good stuff with your, all the good stuff, that's the scientific term. You have now broken everything down into steps, you've prioritized, hopefully you have found it a little bit easier to get started. Just a pro tip, if you're still finding it hard to get started, it could be because you didn't make your steps small enough. Um, so if you're finding that you just can't get to it, it could be because you know you wrote down wash dishes <laughs> instead of wash plates or you know soap up water, however small it needs to be. So, but let's say that in this situation, in the hypothetical, you are now at the point where you're starting your first major step for your project. The next step is for you to treat yourself. And I'm not talking treating yourself through the process, uh, even though sometimes making processes more fun uh, can work, it's just not always possible. But if you can, that's a great idea. Otherwise, what you have to do is you have to make it so that you are rewarding yourself at the end of each task. And a lot of people who have been looking into these things know about reward systems and they generally tend to get kind of twitchy about that. They're like, ah, but I'm an adult and I can go get chocolate anytime I want. So telling myself that I get to have chocolate or a cookie or whatever the fuck else isn't going to work because then I'll just be like, screw you me. I'm able to get that myself and uh, I'll go get it. And then the next thing I know, instead of working, I'm watching Downton Abbey, uh, practicing my British accent on the couch instead of doing what I was supposed to. Here is my answer to that. Treating yourself does not have to be something big. It's kind of the same concept uh, as self-care. A lot of people hear self-care and still roll their eyes because to them self-care means like, um, a cruise or a manicure and pedicure. That is not what that means. Uh, that is a form of self-care for sure. But actually all self-care means is just taking care of yourself. And this is the same concept. Rewarding yourself does not automatically mean that you have to give yourself a blue ribbon or give yourself some sort of crazy gift to make it so that it's worth it. Sometimes you can trigger dopamine just by saying, I get to check this off when I'm done and I'm going to check it off with a big pretty red marker. I get to flip this thing the bird once I'm done. Like I'm going to get to sit there and, and make noises at it because I hated doing it so much. Or uh, I don't have to do this again for a month is treating yourself. Treating yourself means something different 
depending on what it is that you're doing. And sure, can you reward yourself with big things? Absolutely. Sometimes when I'm having rough days, I love to treat myself by saying, okay, once I'm done with all this, I get to sit down and I get to watch mindless movies or I get to play games on my phone, whatever. But sometimes, just to get yourself to the next task, treating yourself or rewarding yourself literally just has to be giving yourself something that is kind of like a little gold sticker saying, hey, good for you. And it can be gold stickers. I miss gold stickers. But it's essentially just giving yourself a small high five. And ADHD brains always like to take things up to 11. So of course, you know, people hear that and they're like, well, yeah, I guess I could bake myself chocolate chip cookies and learn how to make duck orange. But I think if I try that, I'm not going to get the rest of my shit done. You don't have to do all that. Pick something that makes you happy, but that is quick and that leaves you with the dopamine and the time to move on to the next step. For me, sometimes it's just a break. I'm just like, wow, when I'm done with this, I'm allowed to spend 15 minutes doing absolutely nothing. So try to think of things that work in that vein. And if that is difficult for you, try to sit down and write out a list and keep that list next to you at all times and just pick something from it like a menu. Treat it like you're thanking yourself. It's probably the best way to put it. I do have one bonus message for you. And that is to make sure that you schedule downtime. I said earlier that you schedule everything, but I don't think enough of us think to schedule time to do nothing or to do things that we enjoy. Um, generally, when we prioritize, we do not prioritize ourselves. And that is kind of egregious. <laughs> we tend to think that like we're going to get a ton of shit done uh, without having to like refill our cup, so to speak. It's actually a form of productivity in itself because if you're not replenishing your resources, you will have no more to give. So when you are planning these things, when you are planning your day in general, do not forget to schedule your downtime. Now, <laughs> don't schedule ridiculous amounts of downtime unless you know, you're done with your day and it just makes more sense to give yourself two or three hours. But if you're doing it in the middle of the day, that is one thing that you can take from like a corporate job. Schedule your 15 minutes, right? Schedule that time and guarantee yourself, even if you're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do during that 15 minutes. That's cool. That's totally cool. Just schedule those 15 minutes and figure it out when you get there. Try to keep in mind, because we are very bad at this, try to keep in mind how much time, whatever it is, is going to take. But otherwise, don't worry yourself about whether or not those 15 minutes is going to be useful. It's useful just in that it's helping you take a break. And it's keeping your brain and your body from getting tired too early. That is everything I've got for you on how to make sure that you work through executive dysfunction. I apologize if this winds up seeming kind of disjointed. I have actually had to shoot this in three separate videos because again, I'm at home alone with the dog and also because my computer shut off on me. So 
How's that for beating executive dysfunction? I'm gonna go rage eat a snack. But before I do that, if you need me, if there's anything that you want to check into, please check the links in the description to find ways to join my community, to reach out to me, to follow me, to join the newsletter, all of that great, great stuff. Please take care of yourselves, drink some water, and I'll see you in the next video. Links to apps mentioned in the episode to work with me and to connect on social are all in the show notes. If this helps you and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to rate the show so that I'm found by more awesome people just like you.